It is because of Christ that we move from living selfishly to living generously. It is His heart, His words, His work is what exemplify the new self. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the week of August 8, 2021. It's the 11th week after Pentecost, and today, Pastor Seth Warman continues our summer series, Walking Through Paul's Letter to the Ephesians. Today, we focus on the end of chapter 4. The key verses are in the show notes. This message was recorded live at Bethany. Uh, how many of you uh, own one of these Thrivent shirts? I know there's a bunch of you out there. Uh, they might be the, the softest shirt that I have ever worn. It is probably kind of like, a, like wearing a hug in some ways. They are super popular in my house. Now, I, I, if you don't know anything about Thrivent, Thrivent is a financial organization, faith-based. Uh, the sermon is not sponsored by Thrivent or anything like that, so don't worry about that, all right? I just love their t-shirts, and especially what's emblazoned on the front that says, Live Generously. When I'm wearing one of these, uh, I am reminded uh, that Jesus was generous for me and that we're called to live generously. Reminds me a lot of uh, what we see in um, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I love that phrase, live generously, and that's where Paul's going to be getting to. Uh, But as I spent some time in Ephesians chapter four, I thought a lot about my thriving shirts. And and, um, I don't want to admit to you how many of them I have, but I have one for at least every day of the week in different colors. Uh, If you don't have a thriving shirt, I have some in the back there if you want to pick one up afterwards. I don't know what sizes there are, but you can have a hug. You can be wearing a hug as well. It'll make a little bit more sense at the end of the service, too. If you do have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 4 is where we are at. Uh, If you want to look at uh, your worship folder, we're going to be looking at a couple of those verses in chapter uh, 4. And I'm going to be looking at two different translations. The first one is a translation that we heard, looking at verses 21 through 24. Paul writes, you have certainly heard his message and have been taught his ways. The truth is in Jesus. You were taught to change the way you were living. The person you used to be will ruin you through desires that deceive you. However, you were taught to have a new attitude. You were also taught to become a new person created to be like God with a life that has God's approval and is holy. In many ways, live generously right? The English Standard Version renders these verses a a little bit differently. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and you were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Paul's writing to uh, a people who are predominantly Gentile by birth, and he pulls no punches as you read through the rest of this chapter. So as he describes lives that are stained by sin, values that are skewed, thinking was messed up, and deception was prevalent. The people were darkened in their understanding. They were separated from God. They were ignorant. Their hearts were hardened. They were numbed to what is right. They were easily given over to every kind of impurity, and they even had a lust for more. 
And it's interesting, as I kind of dug into these uh, phrases, that Paul is using uh, all active verbs in this section. These weren't simply things that were happening to the people passively. They were actively involved in all of these behaviors. They were engaged in all of this stuff. They were hopelessly enmeshed in the ways of the world. They were inextricably intertwined with all that was immoral. But let's not think for a moment that Paul is only talking about those people. Those people, those people that we might see from the outside as being different, not being holy. Paul's talking about you and me. There are often times where we don't live lives that are very generous. The desires of our old self are often for power, position, profit, or pleasure. And you might have heard me say that before. Paul might say it this way. We're clothed with arrogance. We're wrapped in evil. We are stained with sin. Our hearts are are dark. Our mouths spew hate. Our Our work is consistently selfish in nature. Maybe we don't walk around life in one of these thriving t-shirts that says live generously. Perhaps it's more like the t-shirt that we often want to put on that's not so soft, made of burlap, not from thrivent, but from my vent. It doesn't say live generously, but says live selfishly. Many are the times that we live selfishly, and we time and time again put on a shirt like this that is stained with sin. It doesn't remind us to live generously or imitate God, but goes to those inclinations that we have down deep in our hearts, in our old nature, that we live selfishly. Like the Gentiles in Ephesus, our lives are stained by sin. We wear our selfishness for all to see. In our words and in our actions, the things we say, the things we do or shouldn't do, we turn our back on the love of God, on his generosity for us. And we are the ones who actively seek to go back to being our old selves and live selfishly. But Paul pleads with us, us who have heard about Jesus Christ, us who have heard about the message of salvation, who have been taught by Jesus, the one who bleeds for us. Paul urges, encourages, and he even insists that we put off the old self, the old ways, the old burlap shirt, and put on the gift of the new self, the gift that has been given to us, the gift of a, of a comfortable robe of righteousness, not stained with sin, but stained by the blood of the Lamb who forgives our sin. You know, in Paul's days, those people who wished to be baptized would come to the church, would be taught all about Christ. As they would come to the waters of baptism, they would take off the robes that had been stained as a symbolic gesture that the old had gone, and that they, as they come out of the waters of baptism, they would be given a new robe, usually white in color, signifying that they had been cleaned that they had been washed, 
that they had been renewed in the inside. We still hold on to some of that today, don't we? As small children come to the waters of baptism, sometimes they're wrapped up in a, in a white baptismal gown, perhaps that had been worn by siblings or parents or grandparents. It's the reason that the pastor oftentimes stands before you wearing a white robe, not to set us apart, but to remind you that you wear one too, that you are wrapped in righteousness. The, you are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. In fact, Paul wrote uh, about this to the Galatians when uh, we see these words. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. Might not be a comfortable, thriving t-shirt, but maybe that reminds you a little bit about what has happened to you. And then we are called to live generously, to live lives that, that show the, the generosity that has been given to us. Church Father John Chrysostom distills these words into a, a couple of phrases, and he says this, in the heart, contrition, in the mouth, confession, in the work, complete humility. To live generously means these things, to have in the heart, contrition, in the mouth, confession, and in the work, complete humility. And if I could be so bold as to, to add to these words that this is because of Jesus. For in his heart we find compassion, in his mouth is complete forgiveness, and in his work is cancellation of sin. It is because of Christ that we move from living selfishly to living generously. It is his heart, his words, his work is what exemplify the new self. This is the active work of God that is done for us. He washes, he cleans, he removes the stain of sin. He does this to us, and for us this is not done by us. And then Paul says another way to live generously. He says, imitate God. That's a pretty tall order, my friends to imitate God, because there are most days we are not going to do that very well. But the only way that we can live generously is because of the one who is generous to us. When we imitate God, we echo what has been done on the cross by Jesus. By his defeat of sin, death, and the devil, his generous gift of life to each and every one of us, we can imitate God. We can live generously. Often will be the days when you will put on that selfish shirt. The scratchiness of the burlap will become numb to soon enough. Many will be the days where your life is going to be marked by the stain of sin. So you are called over and over again to come back to this place. Paul might have... Uh, shared a lot of dirty laundry that we want to keep hidden. But he does that so that we might, in this place, be washed clean. To have our, our sins forgiven. As we're out in the world, we stumble. We fall. We become stained over and over again. We're stained with sin, so you come to this place. 
because we live in a stained t-shirt. Not stained by our sin, but stained by the blood of the Lamb. Washed clean in the waters of baptism. Made new so that you might imitate God and live generously. And when you need to hear those words, when you can smell the sin that is so much of your life, to hear the words that your sin has been forgiven, to be cleaned once again, I invite you to come back to this place time and time again. Kind of like that cycle of laundry, right? The laundry that never ends. On this side of heaven, our sin will not end, but he calls us to be washed in the flood, to be reminded of our baptism, to find forgiveness in Christ, to know that we are washed whiter than snow. As we close uh, kind of our time here together, I'd like to use a prayer from the resource that I mentioned the last time I was preaching called uh, Every Moment Holy. Uh, Blake was telling me they just launched an app, uh, and then you can find these uh, liturgies for everyday life. And there's one in there that's uh, a liturgy for laundering. Literally, there's a liturgy for everything in life. And I think it goes well with our theme today, and let's use that as our closing prayer. Lord, may I recall in this needful parable of soil and rags, of soap and water and cleansing, the work which you have done for your people. O Christ, and the work for which you are now doing in me, even as the waters are agitated and churned, stirred by your Holy Spirit, my heart and memory of conscience. Open my eyes to see my own faults, my own weaknesses, the harms I have caused, the griefs I have inflicted, not so that I would sit in an impassable guilt, but so that I would be stirred to fresh repentance to the making of amends where amends can be made, and to prayer, and trust that your Spirit might cleanse those things which I have stained by my own selfishness, bitterness, jealousy, pride, or impatience. Even as I draw the freshly laundered clothes from the basin, may the sight and the scent of new cleanness remind me of the righteousness that is now mine, of the ongoing forgiveness that you extend, of your work on my behalf, which is both finished and forever, ongoing and necessary in this life. In Christ, you have declared me righteous. Yet by your Spirit, I pray, you would ever continue to cleanse me, sanctifying me that my aroma, day to day and week to week, might be more and more, more like that of Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562 210-0463. Join us next week as Pastor Kevin Kreitzer brings us a message from Ephesians chapter 5.